and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a uh, Thursday's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. For the next couple of hours, Trent Condon and Ken Miller to talk sports with you. Appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Uh, in 15 minutes or thereabouts, we do it seemingly once a year. In fact, I looked at the last time I texted Todd Stepsis, the head coach of Drake Football. It was one year ago yesterday. <laughs> um, but we're going to preview uh, Drake. They're practicing just as hard as they are all around the state of Iowa. So we'll give them a little love here this morning. Preview. I'm a little bit of a preview, mostly of the team, but maybe take a look ahead to their trip to Fargo this weekend to take on the Bison. Uh, Todd Steps is Drake's head football coach coming up here in 15 minutes. And then uh, we will push forward to, tw- uh, to 10.50. And Lee Sterling makes his first appearance of the football season. Lee's been with us for a number of years. Paramount Sports is where you can find Lee. He's a handicapper. Uh, and there's some, um, some ones you want to avoid. Trent, fair? Yeah, yeah that's very fair. I don't the think handy scammers. scammers, right? Yes. I, I he doesn't fall into this boat. No. Is he right all the time? Of course not. He's been doing it for what thirty years, and he's built up a heck of a following. Yes, um, makes a living at doing it. Good for him. Does his homework. I know he does. Travels all around, see as many of these spring games as he possibly can. Uh, but uh, regardless, if um, if you're into sports betting, want a little help, or you don't, uh, Lee will join us at ten fifty. We've got a slate of games. Then he always has a a game of the week uh, that he will uh, give you some information on. Uh, at the end of our piece. Bill Bender, Trent, and I are going to talk more college football at 11.05. Then we'll save some time at the end of the show just to opine as we really lift the curtain tonight on college football. I know week zero was last week, and it was okay. Right. Um, The game over in Dublin, Northwestern Nebraska, certainly moved the needle here. Good to see Illinois and get a little glimpse at them early. But um, these next two nights pretty darn good. And we will start tonight at 6 o'clock. The Backyard Brawl. Um, there's Oklahoma State is playing in early tonight, so that'll be a little back and forth. And then the Big Ten hits uh, with the game at 7. That's a huge game. You bet this game, did you not? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I've been on the Purdue train for a while in this one. Oh, I think nicely gonna... done, the Purdue train. Well, Choo-choo, huh? yeah, uh-huh. yeah. This is uh, probably the biggest game they had since, what, Ohio State came in there yes. a few years back. With, and... uh, with the young man, what was it, Tyler Trent? Tyler Trent, yeah. Um, that was a win-win for Tyler Trent, yeah, right? In the crowd and uh, toward the end, sadly, toward the end of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a massive game. That was a night game. Penn State starting on the road, I believe, for the eighth consecutive year in the Big Ten. Is that why? Why is that? Is just that an anomaly? It is. Iowa had something like that for a long time too. I but think that was, many? Trends? I think it was like eight out of nine years okay. that they started on the lot, road. Yeah. yeah, and that was early in the Ferentz era that that happened. But yeah, just a scheduling mm-hmm. quirk. But you know those goofballs over at Penn State. That is a weird crew. From the fan base to the media, we've seen the media members. They're different than. Anybody short in Nebraska? See, I mean, even go further. I would lump the Pac-12 media members that we're starting to see into the conversation. Well, because th- they are territorial. Well, isn't the Big Twelve the same way? Um, I don't know. I maybe think you may be a little too vocal. close to it. No, may, well, maybe, maybe. I just think they're more vocal. Well, come on, look at Williams. He pokes the bear every single day. Well, he pokes the bear. Yes. He, he pokes the 
Wilner and Canzano um, yeah, win every chance they get. That's good for business. Right, exactly. Good for business. But the Penn State thing, you know, obviously um, the Sandusky thing. Right. That uh, showed them in a whole new light mm-hmm. when their guys could do no wrong. Absolutely. I mean, no wrong. It wasn't us. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of everything, right? And I think kind of. Uh, slips over to, into other realms, and certainly one that we won't go to because we don't talk about that subject on our on our show. There's a, a lot of talk about Penn State. They got a couple of young guys, two running, the running backs, backs. Yes, yeah. also a quarterback that comes in. Now this is Sean Clifford's job, mm-hmm. but is there a possibility? Looking towards the future, they're going to get him here. How important is this year for Franklin? Because I've heard a couple of people say, "Boy, what a huge game for Penn State." He just signed a contract extension. Yeah, I think it's more so. Trent, I, I think he always looks around. I, I do. I, yeah. I think James Franklin is. Well, I could be dead wrong. Maybe he's just using him for leverage. Maybe he was worked. He did. He just got the extension. Eleven and eleven the last two years, and he gets uh, a big extension. Uh, I think he's a good coach. I'm not sure. You know, away from the field, just listening to him when we're over at Big Ten Media Days, mm-hmm. he's kind of a different cat in his own right. But look, he's eleven uh, eleven got got him paid, so that'll be fun. Then Minnesota plays at. Eight, I want to say. Against New Mexico State, who's terrible. Yeah. I uh, saw them uh, last weekend against Nevada Reno, who's also terrible. And it was five turnovers before they finally went to their backup quarterback. Mm. He was all right. He okay. can move around a little bit. The biggest intrigue, though, is Jerry Kill going back to Minnesota. And he does not like Fleck. He doesn't like Fleck. He doesn't like the administration. He doesn't like the way that after he had to depart because of health well, reasons. Well, he took some shots at PJ. He, he, th- he oh, thinks he's a... Uh, he's a phony. That's what he said. And you know what? Jerry Kill's right. He is yeah, a phony. Yeah. I liked Jerry Kill when he was at Minnesota. I did, too. I He had them built in mm-hmm. a way that made sense. He had them trending in the right direction. Right. Is this... um? Sound of the norm because you know I'm convinced when any coach signs a contract, it's it's written in his contract that whenever he's play, getting ready to take on, regardless of the team, he has to mention that they're very well coached. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, they're well coached. They're all well coached, aren't they? But for Kilt to come out and take shots at Fleck, <laughs> yes. it's out of the norm. Uh, so maybe it does move him up a little bit now that you mentioned into my book. Thirty-seven, big number there. Yikes! Yeah, and we've seen how much Minnesota struggles early uh-huh. in the season under Fleck. Yep. I'm looking forward to eleven fifty. Have a feeling that one is going to be on the list. Ah, in your circa plays yes. of the day. Interesting. Now you put out earlier today. Bet Rivers is the well, the first legal yes. sports operator, right? Exactly. Uh, and that's what we focus on here. Yes, we try. Um, we we do. When, when there's information from offshore, we'll talk if, about it. There, if we can't find it legally, yeah. right? Uh, but Bet Rivers, and we're both playing in their contest, their mm-hmm. college football contest. Who else is in it? Andrew Downs. Andrew Downs. Yeah. Um, Bromel Camp is he in it I'm this not year? Sure he is or not? Uh, let's see here. I, I had the list uh, up. Let's see who we got on here. Dallas Jones. Don't know him. Uh, Rob Howe. Okay. Ryan McCraden, who is the rock guy from Quad City area, I believe okay. it is. Yep. See, maybe Cedar Rapids, but yeah, he's on a rock station over there in a big, big sports better. So that is our group. Yeah, a group of six: you, me, mm-hmm. AD, Dallas Jones, Rob Howe. And I rock Ryan. Ryan McCreden are the six in the Bet Rivers contest where we make five picks a week. Yep. $10 plays. $10 plays. Yep. Now you can make a parlay. You can make some underdog picks. One caveat you're supposed to make a pick in, the, in either the Iowa or Iowa State game every week, but you've already begged out of that. I have. I won't do it. You're such a dope. <laughs> I just won't do it. You are so rigid. Policy, baby. Policy. So rigid. 
A $10 bet. I'm just not going to do it. I'll look at it differently. Look at the game differently. We're going to look at the game here a lot in the next couple of days, both of them. So let's get to the Bet Rivers lines that we started on. Uh, Iowa State and Iowa, both their numbers have been posted. You start. What have you got? All right. So starting with the 11 o'clock kickoff in Kinnick Stadium, South Dakota State. We saw this earlier the week offshore. 15 and a half was the number at Bet Rivers. You got to lay 20 and a half with the Hawkeyes. South Dakota State getting 20 and a half. That's and too many. I already used one of my $10 bets on the contest right there on the Jackrabbits. I might have to revisit my policy because <laughs> you're going to jump aboard with that one. Trent, I'm not sure. I mean, how many points are we going to score? 24. Yeah. And they're great defense. They are. Uh, but I got to think that they're going to allow some points. That's well, South Dakota ton. State returns their quarterback that led him to a national championship. Well, there's that. Yeah. Now he's coming off an ACL injury. He didn't play it all last year, right? Did he? Yeah. And they got a grad transfer who came in and was drafted in the NFL. They had a running back last year that was drafted in the NFL. This is not a rinky dink operation coming in here. Mm-hmm. This is not Fordham. This is a real and football you program. Get three touchdowns in Bed Rivers. Get 20 and a half. How about the total in the game? 44 and a half. 44 points is the total, and you're going to lay 20 and a half? No thanks. No. So they're looking at basically, what, 32 12? Yeah, and I think, I think you should probably bet under. If I was doing parlay, I would take the, take the points both. and take the under. Iowa State, 1 o'clock kickoff, ESPN+. Plus. And this has been a big number everywhere. 37.5 was the offshore number uh-huh. at five dimes. Kenny White put it out at 38. He did? Yeah. Bet Rivers has it a tick lower, though. 34 is all you have to lay with the Cyclones. Mm-hmm. A little bit lower number there. Total in that one, 54.5. Don't have a lean one way or the other on that total. But 34 that got me thinking, because that first number, it's like, boy, I might be grabbing the points. At 34, just a sh- You're going to play the game? I might. Yeah, really? I might, if I had to. I don't think it's going to be on my list. I, I got a long list already for this weekend, but I think I'm probably ultimately going to stay away. If I did, though, that 34 number, I'd probably lay it with the Cyclones. But South, you would lay 38? Yeah. They're bad. Mm-hmm. They're really bad. They lost ton. I think I saw they have some of the least amount of returning, either is either starters or or production at the FCS level from a year ago. So, brand new team, basically all freshmen and sophomores for CMU. It is has a chance to get out of hand. Now, we've all seen Matt Campbell. First game of the year, a lot of struggles. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. This is different, though, though, than playing you and I. It is, and and this year is a little bit different in the fact that there was such a focus, and and he said as much at the the, uh, press conference last August when they met. Um, He acknowledged the slow starts. This year it's all about getting these kids ready with all the the talent that they've had to replace. So we'll we'll see. We'll see a play out uh, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock ESPN Plus has it. The Hawks play uh, at uh, at 11. So the college football playoff is seemingly back on. And have you seen the date? 2024. 2024. We got two more seasons left of the college football play in its current structure. Right. Before we go to 12, seemingly the number now. So they need to have unanimous a consensus mm-hmm. across the board. Everybody has to vote yes mm-hmm. to open this thing up. The amount of money that they're leaving on the table, even for those two years, $450 million would be left on the table. And that's gross. That that is gross that they'd be leaving on the table if they do not implement. And the three that had a problem with it, correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. Pac-12, ACC, and the Big Ten. They had something that they called the Alliance. Right. And they were going to stand together on Uh this and they wanted to go back and revisit. But subsequent to that uh, decision, as bad as it was... The ACC and the Pac-12 are now in a spot where 
They can't leave money on the table. No, they cannot. Kevin Warren's conference has expanded. Mm -hmm. He needs, he doesn't need, but it'll never hurt. You know, they want another piece of that playoff pie Mm -hmm. to um, escalate those Big Ten payouts even further. So the three that were dead set against it after the alliance about this time last year have done an about face. The two two that were on board, the Big 12 and the SEC, I don't think they've changed their minds. This will pass. The structure of it, a 12-team playoff, it looks like, though as we've talked about a little bit, there is more and more that wanted to go to 16. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. It is going to be the original 12-team mm-hmm. model that we heard Well, about. don't you have to leave something that they can eventually get to? Right. You know, 2030 comes along and they mm-hmm. see there's another opportunity for more cash. You know, maybe 16 is a number we should revisit. How about 14? Yeah, well, 14 might be the next step. And just the top two teams in the country, they get the buy. See, I love that. I, that's the I, NFL model. That's the NFL model. I love it. And I think it would be great. I, I love it. If you win the SEC. Yep. And makes those championship games. Because in a 12-team structure, look at last year. Alabama and Georgia are still getting in. And if you don't have to be a conference champion to get a bye, mm-hmm. they both also would have had buys a year ago. Mm-hmm. Now, you put that caveat in, mm-hmm. you have to win. So those games are meaningful again. A lot more uh-huh. meaningful. Uh-huh. You get a rematch in the new structure of the Big Ten between Ohio State and Michigan. And they just played the week before. What's the big deal? They're both going to be in the playoff. Ah, ah, ah. There's that bye. You win that championship, yep. you get the bye. And you know what, Trent? I'm glad that that's seemingly trending in that direction because I like championship Saturday. I do too. I didn't want to see this as a casualty of an expanded playoff. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Now, is it going to be an expanded? Each conference have their own kind of playoff? I hope. <laughs> that could be something a lot of fun. But the structure that we're looking at is 12. So what it was at the time, obviously 5 plays the 12, 6, 11, 7, 10, 8, 9. Those are your first round games. And those would be on campus. Personally, I want to see the first two rounds on campus. Mm-hmm. I also want to see the quarterfinals on campus. I want to see Alabama hosting an upstart Utah team coming to town for a chance to get to the semifinal. I want to see those games, seven games all around the country, and that's what you have with the quarterfinals, mm. semifinals, and championship. Get them in this home stadiums. What's mm-hmm. better? Watching a game? No, play them at home. Yes. Play them at home stadium. That's better. Absolutely. That's better in September. In the Citrus Bowl or watching a game that's being played at Bryant Denny? Yeah, it's not even close. It's not. It's absolutely not. The thought of Florida having to travel up and play Michigan mm-hmm. in the big house wow. in December. Flurries flying. There's so many of these juicy uh, nuggets, Trent. That's Bama's big bitch every year, right? Mm-hmm. He loves the matchup, but play it in your home stadium. Yes. And he's 100% right. And uh, whether it's September or whether it's December, play them in your home stadium. I get there's so much sponsorship money that's being left on the table. All right, we're going to talk Drake football with Todd Steps. This real quick baseball last night. Yeah. Trent, I am so glad that I just devoted two nights of my life to watching the Mets and the Dodgers. Tuesday night was great. Wednesday night was phenomenal. And this Diaz uh, walk-up music, Mm -hmm. entrance music, is it Timmy Trumpet? Timmy Trumpets. Have you heard of him? Uh, No, not until last night because I heard the song. I've seen the entrance. I think this guy is something. He is. Yeah, this is a a real person. He is. He's not a DJ per se, but he kind of mixes music and that's where this mix came from is from Holy this guy crap it's good and he's out there with his trumpet just blasting away oh. having a time dancing getting everybody into it's it it's really good too it, it, this might be as good as i mean you always good 
I'm an old guy. Yeah, I'm gonna. I miss the carts with <laughs> well, the with the oversized hat on the uh, on the, the lid, big right? baseball. Yeah, I miss those. But those Bruce are coming Suter back. Bruce comes out. Yes. and takes a step off and jumps on the mound. <laughs> this is this is this is really good. This is as good as anything. This is better than Anderson Man. Well, I was just going to say with Mariano Rivera, that right. was the one maybe that preceded it. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a New York thing that they come up with this thing. Could be Joe Nathan. Have. He had stand up and shout. Yeah. That was pretty good. You but... know, there's an underrated career right there. Oh, absolutely. He was really good. He was part of. Where the... did he come from before Twins? Giants. Angels, Giants. He was part of the Brzezinski's trade. They got Liriano. Is that right? And they got three out of that that turned out to be pretty good. Holy man. Booth Bonser was another one. That one didn't, yeah, didn't work, work out, out quite out. as well. Uh, it's fun to go back out and see some of those trades. All right, Todd Steps is coming up. We will uh, get to him. Why don't I um, a little bit on high school football in the, well, at some point during the program today. We really never can't recap week one, preview week two, of course. Uh, Joe Stacy and company are here. Uh, if you're a fan of high school football um, and you just like listen to the radio, you're all driving around. Joe's got, excuse me, cast of reporters. Um, give me one second here. Thank you. Fanned out all across the central Iowa, uh, giving you uh, live updates throughout the night. Uh, that show airs right here at KXNO beginning, uh, I want to say 6 o'clock on Friday nights, but it takes you right up and through the end. Football Friday night, out back for another year. Um, and week two will be here tomorrow. Trent's got a game. I believe he's got Southeast Polk at Valley that can, you can hear on the bowl, correct? Yes, looking forward to that one. 96.9 FM is where you can hear that one. We'll have play-by-play 645 with the pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff with the Tigers and the Rams. Two teams that got nice wins in week one. And uh, another Mason. Remember Javon Mason? Well, a lot of Masons that have gone. Larry Sons over at Valley. The youngest one is there as a sophomore running back. He's built a little bit different, though, than his brothers who were small, quick, incredibly fast guys. As a sophomore running back, yeah, he's already 225 pounds. He's a sophomore in high school. He's a big dude. But I'll say he's a big one. Uh, speaking of big dudes, Drake's got some. We know that the uh, North Dakota State's got a bunch <laughs> yeah. of them. Off they go to Fargo. He is the head coach of the Drake Bulldogs. We love doing a yearly preview with Coach Stepsis, and he's back. Coach Trent Condon, this is Ken Miller. Thanks for coming on here today, Coach. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Yes, they do have some big dudes. That's, that's definitely an accurate statement. So let's talk about your team, coach, and talk about camp before we get into the uh, uh, before we get into Saturday's game uh, and and your and the conference overall. So throughout the month of August, practice is gone. We know that it's a contact sport. Have you got through relatively injury free, coach? We have, and, and, and thankfully, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, you have to, uh, you have to put in the time, you have to put in the collisions, uh, to get the yeah. body ready for a season. And so, you know, to, to try to put them in bubble wrap, uh, you know, for this month leading up to the season, just, it's just not a good idea. So, you know, the practices are hard. There's, uh, lots of contact. There's lots of competition. Um, you know, there's starting positions to be won and lost. And, and so, uh, you know, we got after it for a month and, you know, knock on wood, the football gods were with us, and uh, we came out on the other side uh, relatively hmm. clean. North Dakota State, you know, it's going to be certainly a huge one. You guys also, in a couple of weeks, make your way to another dome as you go to the Kibbe Dome and take on Idaho. How do these games come about? Is this all about Brian Harden? He he works on this, or do you have a say in the non-conference scheduling that goes on and a couple of tough trips in front of you? Yeah, you know, we work together. You know, uh, you know, I, I end up having to say at, at the end of the day as far as who we want to play and who we don't want to play, and and so uh, you know. But then we we talk about the pros and the cons, the pluses, the minuses, and you know, you know, 
know, for us, you know, we, we like having a great non-conference schedule. You know, we talk in recruiting all the time. It, what can we do to create a, a great experience for our players? And you know, when they leave here, one of the best that they've ever had. And, and the football side of that um, is getting a chance to go up to Fargo to take on the national champs. And you know, last year heading out to Bozeman to play the runners-up, they ended up being. Mm-hmm. And then heading out to the Kibbe Dome, I mean, you know, what a cool venue uh, to do that against great competition. So, you know, it, yeah, what I what I hope happens, you know, here when you play these games, um, you know, it sharpens your team. You know, one of our senior leaders talked about uh, a quote he heard over the summer, you know, during his internship, how, you know, problems sharpen the mind. So you, you got to schedule some problems, you know, so your team uh, ends up getting uh, sharpened. So that's that's the thought behind it, and um, you know we're hoping that everything goes well. Uh, you'll take on Idaho in a couple of weeks, and they've got a big opener this week. Do they have Washington State or Oregon State? Do you they, know uh, they have they have Washington State? That's and what I thought. I think they play. I think they play Indiana week two. So How about they, that? Back to back. Yeah. So their 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 philosophy sounds very similar to ours. Where hey, let's let's challenge our guys. So when you watch North Dakota State uh, on tape as you get ready for uh, uh, get ready for Saturday's game, obviously they've got some horrendous talent go through there, right? Trey Lance and Carson Wentz, and they got other dudes. Easton Stick, I think, is uh, on a on a roster somewhere. Uh, I don't know much about them at this point of the season, Coach. What? their quarterback like uh great um you know, <laughs> great you know, in, in, the, in the national title game um just it, overall i think that's the thing that impresses me the most is just there are no holes you know i mean it, it's it's a very similar feel i'm a big sports fan and watching um the university of oklahoma softball team play last year where i mean they're run ruling everybody and, and so just watching them on tape like you're looking for a weakness you're looking for a crack in the armor and just that there isn't a, a ton there. I mean, they're, they're very talented, like you mentioned and in, in, in all three phases. So whether it's defensively, you know, they've got guys that can rush the pass or they've got second level defenders that can play the run in the pass. And they've got guys that can run and hit and cover in the secondary. And, and on offense, like, yeah, they, they, they've got this massive offensive line that, that keeps their QB clean, but also can come off the ball and create creases for, um, they're running backs and, um, you know, they've got, a, they've got a great one back there, uh, that, you know, was featured in their national title game mm-hmm. where just, just a, a fullback type of build, but just the skill set of a, of a great tailback that you would think of where, you know, it got great contact balance, has the ability to make the first guy miss, but then the toughness to rip through arm tackles and to, and to get the tough yards. It's just, it's an impressive thing they've got going up there and, and, and really just, you know, very, kudos to to that university for you know doing it the right way and and then the coaching staff to to get those guys going i mean it's just they're the standard they're the standard in the fcs and and i you know i'm a firm believer that you know if if they decided to make a jump to the fbs they could probably be the standard up there too they're that type (laughs) we've seen that type of we've seen them make that jump early in the season and some of the results that they've had dealt with a lot of injuries last year and a lot of different quarterbacks a season ago ian corwin back for his final season how's ian looked here in the preseason and and health at that position when he had five different quarterbacks i think that threw the ball last year just keeping him out there all season long that's got to be important for you guys Oh, 100%. I mean, continuity at the quarterback position is critical. And so yeah, having a, a revolving door like we did last year felt like every every game or every other game it was a different guy that was starting. So the you know the, the positive of that is, you know, we had, you know, on our roster four guys that had started at least one game and or multiple games. And so, you know, it was neat to have in spring ball back in March and April and then again, you know, this past month 
you know, guys that had experience within our system and, and had confidence and, and were comfortable back there. So, you know, Ian's the starter. Uh, he looks great. You know, he's the Ian of old where you know, he's slippery and elusive and, you know, can make plays with his feet and extend plays, which is super frustrating for defenses. But, you know, we've got some guys on our roster, too, that you, know, you feel comfortable with. You feel confident in their abilities and what they can do you know, within our system. Coach, what would you say right now, uh, maybe not keeping you up at night, but uh, what what position group did you go into camp with, with maybe your the biggest question mark? Uh, and uh, you know, four weeks later, here you are. What have you learned about that group? Uh, you know, I'd say, you know, the, the two groups um, would, would be our receiver core. You know, it's just, Again, it, it was a lot of unproven guys, and in a year ago, you know, we just didn't have a ton of success on offense. So, you know, to see that group emerge, uh, you know, with some some guys that can can get open and, and win those one on one battles, you know, in the secondary, really excited to see. And then um, adding in, you know, some of our tight ends, you know, so we always thought we had a deep tight end group, and we figured out that we were right. And so, mm. to be able to incorporate them uh, with that receiver core has given us some some weapons that we can throw it to. And then, you know, on defense, you know, we, you know, we graduated some, some guys, you know, we had, uh, you know, an all conference safety that was our eraser, uh, you know, but man, you know, we, we had a feeling that we had some young talent behind him just kind of chomping at the bit and waiting their turn. And it has showed up. I mean, there's some, there's some dynamic playmakers that are, that are back there that, you know, we're going to miss Alex, you know, running around back there uh, for us like he was last year, but, you know, these young guys are ready to go, and, and it's exciting to, to see them develop like they have. Uh, home opener a week from Saturday, uh, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock kickoff for all the uh, home games. If you'd like to go to watch those Bulldogs in action, go drakebulldogs.com. There you can find tickets. You can find the roster, all the information on Coach Stepsis's uh, team this year. Coach, thanks for got, coming on, uh, giving us a, a preview of your squad this year. Best of luck. Enjoy the trip to Fargo, uh, and uh, best of luck throughout the season, Coach. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep, thank you. Coach Todd steps us as we take a look at the uh, Bulldogs. Speaking of Drake, did you see, well, I'm sure you did, on your Denver Broncos, Eric Saubert. Made yeah, the, made it again. Yeah, made the Is team. Is year three? I think he's been there. Where was he before? Does he start in Tennessee he was or dra- Atlanta? Atlanta's where he was yeah. drafted, yeah. He was there for a couple of years, was on a couple of practice squads, I think New England, Oakland uh, at the time. So he's bounced around. There was a couple other stops, I think, yeah. also before he got to Denver and makes the 53-man roster. Yeah, I saw him catch a touchdown pass in the preseason. I'm not okay. sure which one it was, but uh, anyways, yeah, good for him. Good blocking. Tough kid. Yeah. Tough kid. All right, we will take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll do a little little high school football conversation we have how do we not do that this week we've ran out of time it's game week it is game week oh my gosh it's september the magic welcome isn't it thank you yes and to you yeah thank you and to everybody in the listening audience it's miller and condon on des moines sports station 106.4 for details now back to miller and condon on 106.3 kxno here's ken and trent Welcome back. It's the Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you up until noon. 
In 15 minutes or thereabouts, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. ParamountSports.com will join us. Got a handful of games we'll look at, and then his game of the week. All right, Trent Connor, speaking of games of the week, mm-hmm. you uh, let us in on the fact that you will be at Valley Stadium, uh, Southeast Polk, defending champs. Valley, been a while since they've uh, been crowned, seemingly, right? Yes, it has when been. It come, in, when you take it in context, I mean, there was a while they dominated. They did, and then Dowling came around. And then and- Dowling came around, <laughs> Changed that equation in a big-time way. Indeed. So what kind of team has Coach Swenson got? Uh, a pretty good one defensively. Kennan's a really good defensive end. I, I like their uh, line play that they have. Got athletes up and down the field. And like I told you as I was talking about the young Mason kid out there, that was a question mark for him. They, they were a little bit concerned, I know, coming into the year, were they going to find that running back? You know Coach Swenson loves to run the football. And they felt pretty good at quarterback. They thought they had receivers and a good line. But did they have that bell cow, that guy that they could go mm. to you know, and get 1,200 yards rushing? They weren't so sure. They're going to try it with the sophomore Mason here and see if he can be the guy. Uh, he was just shy of 100 yards in his first time out in 20 carries. So not a huge yards per carry, but also did it against a pretty good walkie Northwest defense. On the other side, Southeast Polk. So, yes, Caden Proctor's still there. He's pretty good, too, isn't he? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And their offensive line's good. But Can you imagine getting the matchup across the line from him? But you lose Xavier Wampa, who played both offense and defense uh-huh. and was a huge playmaker for them yeah. on both sides of the football. You lose your quarterback, a three-year starter in Jackson Daly. You lose your top running back. Now, they the got a pretty good one. Right. He's going to Iowa State. He's going to Iowa State. Yeah. He is a nationally ranked long jumper. He's wow. one of the best in the country in that event on the track. He is really, really talented, but you still wondered, especially the quarterback spot, right? And it sounded like their quarterback. And I watched a little bit of the highlights. They got another one. They are ready huh. to go. So as Southeast Polk, Zelenovich, maybe it took a little bit longer than people thought it was for him to get that program uh, back up to those high levels that Denny Muller had him. They're there. Hmm. They're, they're at the reload so you spot. don't. So you don't think that last year was a blip on the radar? They just put 30 up on Dowling. 38 up on Dowling. That's, that tells you a lot. This was a Dally team also that I thought was going to be pretty good defensively. Uh-huh. They've got a good quarterback in their own right. Right. Yes, they do. And Jackson Smolik. Uh-huh. And they put 38 on uh-huh. the board. I think that says a ton. There was consistency. Uh, Connor Moberly, uh, and people said he looked better than Smolik. Hmm. Smolik's going to Penn State. Mm-hmm. And that's how good Moberly looked in his first career start out there. Samo is outstanding. They ran the football. Now, here's the other caveat. And we have to say this every single year. The Dowling Catholic that you see in August different. and early in September yep. will be completely different than yep. the Dowling Catholic that you're going to see in November. You know what, Trent, I, I'm starting to, to see here, and I think it's good for the, for the CIML. Dowling Valley, the game of the year, mm-hmm. right? And it's always going to have that distinction. But it seems as though it's no foregone conclusion that one of those schools is going to be crowned when it's all said and done. Which it felt like it was for uh-huh. 12, 15 years. Right before the Ankeny split, they won that championship yeah, with, with Joe Lanning, Lanning yeah. and company. And then, all right, you had a rebuild. One in 97, I think, with Justin Luch and a whole yep. bunch of dudes. Yeah, Ankeny is now back. Won the championship two years ago. Played for a championship uh-huh. again last year. They're at level. The Hawks, yep. We saw Centennial right away. They had a lot of success mm-hmm. right away. And they're maybe trying to find their footing a little bit did more. Did they win last week? Uh, they did not. They got beat by Indianola. Really? Yeah. You know what I miss? There's another thing why I miss the Des Moines Register. I miss Saturday morning looking through all the scores. Right. And I know it. that in the end, you know, toward the end of me giving up my my daily subscription, it was always it's Sunday's paper. Sure. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, they've uh, it's cut back some newspaper. I don't have to remind anybody. Right. But it's another, another example I just don't feel is 
I'm not smart as I did because I was never smart, <laughs> but uh, as up to speed, as maybe. informed. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, I understand you. And I'm the same way. Now right? you can go online. Varsity Bound does a great job. Do they? They have all the stats in there. That's the thing that I absolutely love. Is you get it? I can make my you know call sheets for calling games, and I can make it really easy. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the first game that I ever did, way back in 2004. Hmm. Cedar Falls, as I was working for a station in Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Cedar Falls Tigers were playing a sub-state game in basketball the same night that NU High was also playing a sub-state game. And they said, hey, our normal broadcast crew's here. We're going to split our signal. We're going to put the NU High game on. Can you do it? Sure. Have you done play-by-play? In my head. (laughs) That's good enough for us. Here's the microphone. (laughs) But I went in there without even a roster. I picked up the roster there because uh-huh. there were no stats. No. There was nothing that you could find. No. I didn't have enough time to call the coach or what mm-hmm. the numbers were. I went in blind. And now today, it is so much easier to have all that information. Yeah, we don't have SIDs like you do at the collegiate level, but Varsity Bound, they do a really good job keeping you up to date every single night, the scores, and then most importantly for me, the stats. Mm-hmm. So should be a fun one. Southeast spoke again. They keep you up to date. It's not just the games going on. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Really? And you can find links there where the game is, either radio-wise links or if there's a video streaming, uh-huh. they all have them all listed there also. So yeah, it's a Because really I remember cool. correspondence when I sat down in the football Friday night chair. Mm-hmm. I've got them for 10 carries for 94 yards. Yep. Same thing. <laughs> right? Now, yeah, added that this year. Of course, I, I play my commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm my producer, on-site engineer. Do you have a partner? Do you have a color guy with you? Adam Benz has been with me. Yeah. Uh, he's fishing, though, this weekend. Is he? Good for him. Those guys at Charter, they love their fishing, don't they? Yeah, him and Ross you. and the rest of them. Yeah. They love their fishing. So I'll be solo this week. But yeah, I also added statistician to my uh, Rolodex. So I was keeping <laughs> stats last week on top of it. We'll, we'll see how good I can do again this when week. When is Valley Dowling this year? It is week eight again. Second oh, it's late. Yes, as it was last year, mm-hmm. second to last game of the year. So that's fun too. Remember when it was week one for like yeah, a couple of years? That. Yeah. I, week two is good. Yeah. yeah. Week three might have been perfect mm-hmm. if I could draw it up. But week eight is fun. It's a little bit different. Sometimes a little more importance. Is it you know vying for not just positioning? Both teams will be getting the playoffs mm-hmm. more than likely. But who gets a home game? Those types of things. Who gets a higher seed? Is it going to be if they play in the quarterfinals? Will it be a valley? Or will they move it over to Williams Stadium as they've done time to time? That is. Is Mike Hammond doing the chains? Do you know still for Valley Games? I don't know. Well, you'll find out. Say yes. hi to him if you if you, I, if, uh, if you get down. Do you on are you on the field before the game at all for warm up or are you upstairs? Usually upstairs, just getting uh, the equipment set up and things. Every once in a while, I'll drift down there. I know so many people on both sides of certainly the mm-hmm. Dowling Valley rivalry. So kind of depends on who they're playing. I know a lot of uh, people with Southeast Polk too. So yeah, I'll probably mingle around a little bit Friday night. Just something. There's something special about it still. There is. <laughs> Certainly in my house, but anyways. Yes. Um, well, college football tomorrow night, for God's sake. You got Illinois-Indiana. And TCU-Colorado, uh, TCU Colorado. right? I want to get a look. It's 9 o'clock. Nine, 9 o'clock. Love that. I want to get a look at the, at the Horned Frogs, because as we said when we had Matt Postens on, that's the one Big 12 school I really don't have a feel for. Do you? Kansas, I think we both feel are They're going to be improved, up. yeah. Right. They're, they're heading the right direction. That doesn't mean they're going to a bowl game. They're not. I like K-State a little bit better than you, think, but yep. we like the talent. Well, I'm team. anxious to see Adrian Martinez play. Yes. I love this stuff. Was it a Nebraska problem, or was it an Adrian Martinez well, if problem? Well, if, you, if you're on Twitter uh, for the first half of last Saturday's game, it was an Adrian Martinez problem. <laughs> Those suddenly, tweets went away in the second half, Trent. Maybe this is a Nebraska problem. Uh, it's got Frost problem. Yeah, Jesus. How about the weekend, though, that we have? And then it goes into... 
You know, that Sunday game, I'm intrigued too. I am too, but the Monday game stinks. But it stunk before. Do you remember in 2020, the Monday night game that we got? Well, it's a pandemic year, so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. Uh, it was. Well, Na- was it um, BYU-Navy? And Navy wasn't even able to tackle leading into that yes, game. Yes, I because remember Because of the restrictions that, that they had. Yep, yep, and they yep. were brutal. Yep. They couldn't tackle because they hadn't practiced tackling. Right. That was Monday night? That was the Monday night game that year. There's been some good Monday night games. Georgia Tech Clemson this year. I don't. Well, I hope I'm wrong. I wish Paul Johnson was there. At least we could watch the triple option. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy. Um, that was that was 2009 Orange Bowl. Was it? Was it the yep. calendar 2010? 2009 season. 2010 calendar. Yes. Uh, that was a fun trip. That was a really fun trip. But boy, it was cold. It was so cold down Freezing. there. Where did you stay? Were uh, you at Fountain Blue? Uh, no. The did some radio shows from there. Mm-hmm. We had a I can't even remember. That's what where, was that where was. the team stayed? Yes. Yeah. I can't even remember the name of the hotel. It was beautiful though. Oh, and, I had one of the nicer rooms I've ever I was yeah. on John Miller's charter. Oh really? Okay. Yes. And I think Keith and Andy were on it too. Yeah. Um Oh, it was beautiful. That game though was awful. Just sitting it there. It was boring. Nah, that wasn't boring. It, it was, was just so cold. Yeah. You're in Miami. I didn't bring pants. I'm going to Miami. I'm not bringing pants. Keith and Andy got off the plane. I remember this, and they and they went right to like a Target or a uh, department store. The same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be, yeah, we're going to Florida from Iowa. You don't expect cold. Thirty-seven uh, degrees. Th- that was nuts. Mm-hmm. It was like record low temperatures. Anyways, uh, Lee Sterling back for another year. Paramount Sports. Where he's got a handful of games that he'll opine on, give you his opinion on that. Then his game of the week. He will join us. Bill Bender's going to be here, uh, and then we're going to spend save some time for eleven thirty. Of course, Trent's plays of the day from Circus Sports. Take a look at the slate of games tonight. Boy, we're swamped tomorrow. Fridays are just mm-hmm. so bombarded. Bama Bob, you and I will take a look at the slate of. College football games. Uh, try and fit that in 15 minutes, which has no way in hell that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, of course, Tom Caker will be here. Dave Sproul will be here. Mike Palm with the latest on the numbers uh, from uh, Vegas with our friend at Circus Sports. Our, are we doing picks? We're doing picks. Five picks. Five picks. How D- bad did I beat you last year? You didn't beat me. I clubbed you. <laughs> no, it, was. it was a murdering was it? a season ago. Yeah, I, I think it was. It ended up oh, being pretty I don't want to know the stats. Well, yeah. I mean, you brought it up, so I think now the <laughs> listeners want to know. I just thought you might not be listening, and I might just be able to slide that one by you. Uh, going into the Super Bowl last year. Oh, and I have after the Super Bowl. Uh, you finished the year mm-hmm. 47, 58, Oof. and 2. Aye, aye, aye. 145%. Yeah, that was a bad year. I finished 60 46 and 1. It's a 57% win percentage. That's making big money, TC. 52.4%. That's break even with juice. 57%. I will take that again if I can get it this season. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, that won't be good enough to win Circa Millions, though. It will not. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. You have to have a 70%. 70% maybe. That gets you in the money. It might not get you the big prize. Right. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you in the upper, like 67, 68%. They you, pay to what? First 100? Top 100. You mm. might sneak in. With that, but to win it, mm. 75, 77%. I'm raring to go. I've already got working on my picks for week one. <laughs> I've been too, likewise, with our survivor picks. Anyways, we will come back. Uh, Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, his first of what will be weekly visits on Thursday, with the exception of Thanksgiving week when we bump him up a little bit. Uh, he will join us uh, when we come back. It's Miller and Condon. We are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.9 today. <laughs> 
right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For the first of a whole bunch of Thursdays, we're joined uh, by our friend Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. Lee Sterling, you've done a lot of homework uh, this off season, starting back in the spring. It's time to grade your mar- grade your uh, grade that homework, Lee Sterling. How are you? Welcome back. Yeah, I'm good. I'm great. Not good. Great. Um... The, my oldest daughter, as long as she doesn't blow it, uh, might get engaged uh, shortly. <laughs> and my youngest, uh, uh, she's one of the leads in the New York premiere of Mystic Pizza. Do you remember the movie? Yes. I do remember the movie. I remember the name. Yeah. I'm not sure I remember the movie. Yeah, it was with Julia Roberts. It was actually her first movie before Pretty Women. So kind of has a cult, small cult following. They turned it into a musical. So uh, she got her big break and... And her dream has started, and hopefully she'll be off the payroll soon. <laughs> it sounds like you, uh, got, you you really like that uh, your one daughter's boyfriend. Apparently, you want him part of the UM player. Can't complain. Oh, okay. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um, she's a little difficult at times. So, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Love her, but she's an acquired taste. <laughs> well, we're ready for football, Lee. Uh, before that. It feels like we're back to about as normal as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Your summer handicapping, getting ready for the season. Did it feel normal or because of the transfer portal in college football? How different has it been this year compared to the last couple of years and, and maybe going back to 2019? It, it was a little, a little different because there's so many quarterbacks, I mean, that have transferred schools. I think it's going to help schools. Let's say Tennessee has their second and third stringers. They realize that they're not going to start. Well, they can go to a MAC or you know a Sun Belt or a Conference USA school and probably start. So I think it's going to bring the level of play up. The talent will be more spread out, but I don't mind it. Just a little more work for me during the summer, but uh, I, I think by doing that, I I can get the edge where it takes most people three to four weeks to get going. Usually, I'm ready to hit the ground running. Well, we're going to hit the ground running here with a big one right at the top. Each week, Lee Sterling gives us five games, and let's kick things off with a top 25 matchup. Georgia laying 17 in the hook against Oregon, though this is a neutral site game. You know, it's not exactly going to be neutral site in Atlanta. Hmm. No. (laughs) The Ducks will probably have eight to 10,000 fans in Georgia, everyone else. Two biggest storylines here. Dan Lanning, former defensive coordinator at Georgia for three years, facing his old team. I think the familiarity here can't be ignored. He knows the schemes and the personnel. And the Georgia losses on defense, almost eight out of 11 starters. I think Alabama can reload in a year. I'm not so sure, sure Georgia can do it uh, in just one season. Hey, I, I think Stetson Bennett is fine, but I don't think he can carry this team. And I think they're going to have to outscore teams a lot this year. The dream season happened last year. I don't know if they can repeat it. And Oregon returns eight starters on offense. All five offensive linemen, Bo Nix, come over and look for Chase Coda from UCLA, a nice 6-3 target. They put up 35 at Ohio State last year. I say grab all the points you can. Mm. Georgia wins 31-21, but the Ducks cover. All right, another big number. Michigan is a 30-point favorite over the Rams of Colorado State. Pretty good season for Michigan. They've got two quarterbacks, Lee Sterling. How do you see this one? I, we're normally got two. You have none. I think they've got two strong quarterbacks, and I mean, with Ronnie Bell coming back at receiver, he was out the first game last year. He should have a huge game. Colorado State cornerback, some of the worst cornerbacks I've seen in football, and they start 
Clay, remember you, Millen, his son, Clay Millen, the quarterback. He's not ready for this here. Uh, and Michigan only has Hawaii up next. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. Michigan, 52-13, blowout city. Big blowout there and uh, opportunity to put up some big numbers against the Rams. Let's go to an all-Big Ten tilt as Illinois, Burt Bielema, he gets his Illini out there for the second straight week after an easy win against Wyoming. This time it's a road trip over to Indiana. One of the big disappointments of the 2021 season was the Hoosiers. What do you say here? Field goal is the number. And I'm not so sure they can turn it around that quick. I know they're playing at home here, but Connor Basilek, I don't, I don't know if this guy got any better at Missouri. Um, he doesn't have a great cast around him, and I like what Brett Millen is doing here. Uh, his, his, he's reshaping this team to his usual image, ground-oriented, bully ball. I uh, love the addition of Tommy DeVito, a quarterback, running the football and throwing the football on the run. And Chase Brown, I mean, he's one of the top running backs in the Big Ten here. Uh, only real advantage, like I said, is home field advantage and maybe the short turnaround for the Fighting Illini having to play on six days rest here. I still like the Fighting Illini here, 27-20. All right, Saturday night, prime time. It's a big one. Notre Dame and Ohio State. Ohio State, a lot of folks think that this team will get through unbeaten. They're a 17-point favorite over the Fighting Irish. How do you see it? Yeah, a lot of good things we're hearing coming out of the Notre Dame camp. looks like Marcus Freeman might be a really good fit. Uh, former defensive coordinator as their head coach, but um, and they're recruiting well. But now they got a matchup against the best offense possibly in the country in Ohio State here. C.J. Stroud, I mean, he's way better than Spencer Sanders was, who put up 37 for Oklahoma State in that bowl game. And remember this, new defensive coordinator for the Buckeyes, Jim Knowles, he coached in that game for Oklahoma State, so he's facing the same team twice. He'll be able to hone in on his game plan here, uh, Notre Dame. They just can't match up against the big boys. 0-2 versus ranked opponents last year. They just never seem to be able to compete against the elite teams here. To the woodshed again, Ohio State 48-20. All right, we finish up with an in-state tilt. Iowa playing host to South Dakota State. Jack Rabbits very successful at the FCS level. 15-and-a-half, that was the opening line I know offshore. We see it here at 20-and-a-half, at least uh, stateside here in the state of Iowa at Bat Rivers. Does that change your opinion at all, depending on the price here? What do you see, and uh, depending, 15-and-a-half, 20-and-a-half, how big of a difference that would mean for you? Oh, I, I, I liked him at 15-and-a-half. I love him at 20-and-a-half. Jack uh-huh. Rabbits were 11-and-4 last year. They beat Colorado State by 19 points. Uh, they beat the FCS champ, North Dakota State. Um, they lost in the in the semifinals of the FCS playoffs. Um, this is a strong team, and and hey, I was strong too. Defense, I rate uh, their defenders. They've got a total of six guys I rate in the top twenty percent college football at their position. So um, they're going to limit a lot of teams, but some big changes at all Iowa here. I heard they changed. One of the warm-ups, they're going to do a different calisthenic here, and they might have put in two new plays for the season. Uh, I mean, it's the same stuff. I just don't think uh, you want to lay big points, double-digit points against a capable opponent here. I I think they win this game here, 31-23, but I'm not laying the big points here. Uh, I'm going to go with the dog. Uh, Lee, we've got 30 seconds left, so you have to lose it. You know, use it wisely. Your game of the week, Nebraska. It's better than three touchdown favorites versus the uh, Fighting Hawks in North Dakota. If the folks want more information, how do they reach you? Just call 800-400-9741. Right now, 800-400-9741. We're off to a 14-4 start. 
since the first preseason game through, through week zero. You want to get involved four weeks of football through September 30th, just three ninety seven. ParamountSports.com. Good stuff, Lee. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Lee Sterling. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. First of his uh, weekly visits with us Thursday at about 10.50-ish. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Go over a handful of games with Bill. I'm sure he'll be in the shoe on Saturday night to watch in person North Notre Dame and Ohio State. Bill Bender is next. Miller and Condon have an hour to go on the Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.